beloved dear listeners, the Irish returned to their home planet, leaving us in a bodily peace, but with a dire warning that I'm certain shall bring decades of mental agony. Will we ever befall such a fate as they had befallen? Shall we, like the great King Midas, come to regret the fulfillment of our deepest, darkest desires? All good questions. Questions that can't be answered because the broadcast of The Only Good Irishman has concluded. However, we do still have a few minutes to go over next week's tale of terror. Next week we have a story called Trot Trot to Disaster, the first in a new genre of entertainment where certain will take off in a major way. A story involving a talking horse. However, dear listener, this is no ordinary talking horse. It's a talking horse who wishes to become a member of regular society, but is stopped at every gate by prejudice. Until a young boy, similarly down on his luck as a result of a particularly harsh taunt involving his mother, pardon me, that's from his mother, anyway, the young boy reveals his name to be Jeremy, a cruel, wicked name that means half-formed and the horse reveals his name to be Sprinkle. Jeremy and Sprinkle spend some time drinking cream sodas together and laughing and whinnying and painting white fences. Sprinkle even helps Jeremy avoid the rueful eye of Aunt Paula before she discovers him having smuggled a tumbleweed's worth of cotton candy into the briar patch to sup on. Well, the story goes on and Jeremy and Sprinkle become the very best of friends, if that wasn't clear from the synopsis of the second act I just read off. Now, some listeners may recall that the recap of this sutra began with Sprinkle being adverse against. However, most of you likely forgot, given how exceptionally we have buried that information under six feet of joy-laden story filth. Those who have forgotten, or rather since the broadcast is coming out next week, those who will by then have had forgotten the information not yet presented, will be completely sidelined, blindsided, struck, yes, struck, by the revelation that when Jeremy wanted to bring Sprinkle, the talking horse, to the local sock hop, an event I'm told is something the young folk of the world are enjoying, you can't say we don't know what we're doing, you can't say I'm out of touch, and, um, he wasn't let in. Now, that's it, he wasn't let in. And, um, well, well, I suppose he just wasn't let in. So Jeremy asked why he wasn't let in, and before the Mater D was able to snide out a response, Sprinkle raised a hoof to the boy and spake. It's okay. I have seen his kind. I know well the mindset of those who keep horses out of dances. They cannot be reasoned with. And Jeremy knew at once the wisdom of his friend and replied, The vintage of hate is fermented of the grapes of wrath and tempered in the cask of ignorance. Both nodded and walked from the party, carrying with them empty bowls. So they went on their way, Jeremy in overalls he had spun himself and Sprinkle in the saddle he had hoof-stitched. The two walked toward the sea, and soon more and more came to walk with them. Unfortunately, their being in Indiana certainly detracted from the movement, and by the time they had reached the Pacific, it was again just the two of them, but they still steadfast in their beliefs, took of their bowls and dipped them into the water, taking it up and setting it to dry, that they might indulge of salt, free of the harsh taxes imposed on salt licks, a favorite snack of the horse. And then it just kind of goes on until one day man and horse are free to till their own soil side by side. There's more I could tell you, of course, but that would spoil the story. 
I'll just add the whole story is actually a metaphor for my not being allowed into the Friars Club Gala last Tuesday. That'll show him. Good night and pleasant nightmares. Mm-hmm.